Good morning <clears throat> and of course a good afternoon, good evening whenever you're getting this. Good night. <laughs> um, this is Wednesday and in some parts of the calendar, <clears throat> in the Vatican II calendar, it is known as the Memorial for Our Lady of Sorrows. And yesterday was the exaltation of the cross and that was the feast day. And it's a reminder of everything that Jesus Christ, everything that God, I was going to say first, in other words, Jesus Christ did for um, us. And so that has um, taken place. The exaltation of the cross um, is not just a reminder of, of what Jesus actually did for us on the cross, but it's also um, noted as being a time when um, the actual cross of Jesus was found. And some say that it was found by um, the mother of Constantine, who um, was really the ruler at the time of the Roman Empire. Um, and that was way, way back in the very early days of the church. So it's kind of looking to um, that as well. And how, of course, we, we think of um, the fact that, you know, there's the, the serpent. If anyone had been bitten by a serpent, and can I just say, before I even start with this, the brood of vipers stay far away. They had better stay far away from me. You've heard me. Any pharisaical, anyone non-unrighteous, in other words, any vipers, any brood of vipers, any serpents, any um, demonic and um, devilish uh, worshippers or ones that have just fallen into that kind of realm, stay far away from me. You are not welcome. <laughs> this is, you know, when you've got the Holy Spirit, you're you sense all these reasons for feeling this way and it's like there is a love for the enemy you can love the enemy but you know that sometimes there are certain um people who have taken on certain ways and it is just like no look that is it that's enough i don't want to hear from a brood of vipers I've picked you I've seen you i know what's going on you don't know me i don't know you that kind of thing and this is why, you know, today is, is Our Lady of Sorrows. This is probably why, you know, I am sensing that aspect of it. Let's get back to the serpent, though. There was an actual good point to the brass serpent. So in the time of Moses, if anyone had been bitten by an actual serpent, they would lift up this um, pole, which had... A brass serpent on it and if anyone looked at that brass serpent they would be healed so again it was something that was symbolic but it was also asking for the faith of the people to believe in order for them to be healed and that is the way that it still is today and that is um you know there's a lot involved within medication and things like that and within the medical field rather i should really say um it's what i meant to say initially um, that's why we have, as you know, um, the serpent going around about um, the the pole because that's what um, it takes a symbol of. It's also kind of 
um, quite linked to um, hermetics as well. So there's a kind of double thing there and that's why we need to be very careful with that. Um, very, very careful with that and make sure that we're always putting God first. So that's why you never go too far in depth to the, the side of medicine and science over that of putting God first and having that pure belief initially. That's what's most important is faith in God and being obedient. These are the things that keep us on the right track in terms of our well-being. Does that mean to say that people who get sick aren't keeping on track? No, some people have different roles in life as well. But some, yeah, it does mean they are maybe off track. So let's um, have a look at today's um, Our Lady of Sorrows. I'm going to build upon this particular broadcast as I go throughout the day. Our Lady of Sorrows, let's see. Well, it's really looking at the fact that, you know, after this exaltation of the cross, you know, you're really drawing to mind the fact that Jesus was on that cross. What did he do? But how did it also impact who he is with and who he was with, Mary, his mother. So I feel this very deeply and very personally as well um, in terms of the Marian aspects of life. So as you heard, they're very passionate. The brood of vipers better stay far away from me. So this is like, you know, that enmity between. And so that is what Mary would feel. Um, but again, she also holds that love of Christ as well. So although there's that there, there's also in the overall bigger picture, like a, a want for all to come closer to God and to and be in alignment with that. So it's holding that ambiguity in place whilst things are in progression in a living world. And because it's in progression, that's why there are still sorrows or um, she could still be known as having sorrows when she was in her point on a very earthen level and this is the reason why you know you need to get that firm set in God foundation and keep your spiritual um, alignment as the top priority because on her earthly when she was very earthly she went through these seven sorrows they're very emotional they're very um you know when you go through things and you just see things a sense of the world then clearly that's that what can be a bond bind as we see if it gets too um much that's why it's related to the devil to the ground being too grounded can um be that slave to the physical earthen realm which keeps people very very can be very unhealthy like a hell for them so she suffered these seven sorrows but for Mary she has that ability to go beyond that because she has Christ and so of that very high ascended level being assumed into heaven as well and being with Christ, because that is what is said, but that's something that's said in the Bible. Um, you know, when Jesus is going to be conceived in her womb, that's what's said to her by the Holy Spirit through the angel. So from God, through the angel Gabriel, when she first has her first annunciation and she's told that she's going to have this child, 
she's told that the Lord is with her. So because she has the Lord, so because I have the Lord with me, I have an overall sense, that spiritual sense, which leads and pulls through a very high level. Okay, so that's what's required to counteract that. Okay, so I am going to talk a little bit more about the different types of sorrows, but then, of course, the fact that, you know, she's assumed, do we really want to be going on like that every single year, every single day? I don't know. Um, But yeah, so I guess it helps other people to evolve as well by focusing on that earth and those types of emotions and then how these are counteracted. Um, I guess that helps other people that might go through these things. Um, The different sorrows are, you know, even from the time that she had to go all the way to Bethlehem, um, she gave birth to the child and then when she took the child and with the offering for purification to the temple and she saw Simeon, Simeon um, was there and basically that was his role complete. And Anna, the prophetess there who had been there for years, um, was also in the vicinity. And I'm going to have a look at that particular part of the Bible. Okay. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And this is St. Luke, verse 22, all the way down. And we'll see where I'm called to. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves, or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. So here we see already that he was just and devout, but he was just and devout by the law. He hadn't had the consolation. The consolation (laughs) had not occurred to set him free from that life until this day. 26. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, 
Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marvelled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And so the swords which pierce the heart of Mary are these um, which are spoken about today in the memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows. So that's what it's really alluding to. That's what it's talking about. Um, but again, because the Lord is with Mary, she's able to overcome all these things and is assumed into heaven. Now, there are particular sorrows that people um, link it to. They'll say there's the seven sorrows and they will go through what they are. But there could be many different ones. And even turning up and hearing that is one. Actually um, having to travel all these different distances and go through the process of um, transitioning between these old customs and traditions was always going to be the process which was going to uh, attract others to become uh, converted through someone who came from a traditional background initially that had to leave that and go on into a life of faith and then works by faith rather than traditions and outside laws and customs as being the most important. So Mary and Jesus, Jesus being with her, walking through this, you can see how different traditions and customs were hit at the, the beginning. So even that could be sort of having to go to certain places, like all the way to Jeris Jerusalem, offering a purification offering when she was completely pure herself having god within her even these in and of its you know in and of themselves are actually quite horrid um so i wouldn't just say that it stops there i'd say that it's the process of of a larger form of purification which she never required to do but in and through her example is leading others um, through, in a way, to be attracted to see her, to question her. And I think that in and of itself as well, look, standing out on the outside edge of all these traditions and customs and still standing there in the faith and saying, I'm going to do it this way. So that must have been a lot of friction and tension and we know that today, even with the churches, that is part of the cross. Okay, so um, what with God we can do 
anything. So we pray for that um, strength of Mary and, and it's a continual way in which each person uniquely requires this, that they gain their level of help from God for the peace in their puzzle today or the part in their story, the part in their specific journey today for all of you listening. In the name of Jesus, 